The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formalware. Thank you for supporting Dallin Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's postseason basketball in Cedar Falls, baby. Well, I, I tell you, we are we are getting inch we are inching closer and closer to the TV. These guys, I, I may <laughs> lean in just to get a TV shot because we haven't had a TV shot all night. But what a great uh, what a great environment! I, I it, it's been a long time since I've been to Cedar Falls Gymnasium, and and uh, everything is decorated and the, the accomplishments of of their athletic facility or uh, uh, department. Student sections are showing up, and it looks like Dowling had a good. Good group uh, travel up here to Cedar Falls, but excited to get this thing started and really see how the Maroons handle uh, one of the better teams in in, uh, in Class Four uh, A, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great great game. Well, we hope so. Uh, it's eighth ranked Cedar Falls Tigers. They come in with a record of fifteen and five against Dowling Catholic. The Maroons' record is ten and twelve, but the Maroons are I think are battle tested. Their CIML schedule takes care of that. The Cedar Falls Tigers feature two, six, eight uh, players that play mostly at the same time. And the Maroons have not seen that kind of size this year, unless you want to count uh, uh, Waukee and uh, Waukee Northwest and maybe Valley. Uh, they seem teams similar to that. But, uh, you know, they've lost five losses, and one of them has been the number one team in Cedar Rapids Kennedy. I believe they lost to uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier. They split with Dubuque Senior. So uh, they played a nice schedule. They're in the Mississippi Valley Conference, and uh, they – you know, they come here wanting to advance to Tuesday night because the winners tonight advance to Tuesday night, and those are the sub-state finals, and that's when you punch your ticket to state. We, we, we talked about it on the last broadcast. Some of the, the nice things of the postseason is the opportunity to play against teams that you have not played against throughout the year, and this gives a Dowling an opportunity to come up here to Cedar Falls and play a, a very, very good Eastern Iowa team in Cedar Falls, play against two kids that, that they haven't seen much of or, or two six eight eight uh, size individuals in Dallas Bear, and then uh, uh, Cade Corbett. You know, you look at Dallas Bear is probably one of the top three rated players in, in in the state of Iowa. One of the top three, at least, recruited players in the state of Iowa, coming in at six eight. He's a, he's a young man, averaging twenty points a game. But the thing about his game is that he can go inside and outside, which could cause the Maroons a little bit of problems because you know who you put on him. Uh, you you could easily say I'm going to put. Some of our bigger guys, Riddick Metten and Andrew Nyangi on him. But what happens when he takes you outside and is able to shoot the ball the way he can? So I think the Maroons are going to be forced to put more of, of Ryan Kleppe's or uh, 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 Colin Clark's on Dallas Bear. Somebody, kids that can play inside and outside, and, and both Kleppe and Clark have both shown to be able to do that. Now Dallas Bear is uh, verbally committed because he's a senior, 6'8", as you mentioned, to play at Augustana College in South Dakota. It's a... Uh, a Division One school. The thing that amazed me about him, and we were talking about this because I was with the team over in Dyke, New Hartford, in the shoot-around, the guy has knocked down 72 three-pointers, so he's not one to be inside a lot where a 6'8 guy should be. He can shoot from the outside. And how do you defend a 6'8 guy shooting beyond the arc and the percentage that he has is just atrocious? So that's another element to this game. Well, you know, not only does he knock down 72 threes, He's taken 188, which ranks in the top two of, of uh, three-point attempts in the entire Class 4A. So he's going to shoot them. Are the, are the Maroons going to be able to defend it with the height and, and, and the wingspan that Dallas Bear presents? But then are they going to be able to rebound? Rebounding becomes so critical in games like this. 
because you hope they shoot them because those are a higher or lower percentage shooting uh, shots. But you got to be able to rebound them and, and hope to not give Cedar Falls second chance points. No question about it. The uh, Tigers have come in winning two in a row and five of their last seven games. Dowling Catholic has won two of their last three games and have lost five of their eight, last eight. But you know what? Now it's just survive in advance. And uh, you're right. How How is Dowling going to come out? First of all, we addressed the question of Drew Morrow, who's got the uh, bad ankle. He aggravated a little bit yesterday. He's a go tonight. I talked to him at the shoot-around. But, uh, you know, how long can he go? It's not healed, and it kind of flares up on him as it did at practice yesterday. And, you know, that only affects him, but also his mental state. You know, can you play through that? But uh, this is it. This could be their last trip of the season, and you want to survive in advance because the winner of this game plays on Tuesday night against the winner of Iowa City West and ninth-ranked Ankeny Centennial. That game going on uh, down in Ankeny at Centennial High School, that would be at a neutral site, which won't be announced until after the game. So those are some of the variables, and, and, and especially with the Dowling team that we know of. Well, knowing the competitor of Drew Morrow and did he tweak his ankle or how's he feeling, I think all that really goes away with the adrenaline of the game, the competitiveness of, of many of these kids. Once they get on that court, all that – all those pain and those things that late in the season most of these kids are having on both sides really go away and you just start playing the game. Do you tweak it here and there? No doubt about it, but you're a senior. It's one of your last few games coming to the end of, end of your career. You're going to play through anything, and I think uh, Drew Morrow's not going to be any different watching him play tonight because he's going to be a critical factor in, in the success the Maroons uh, are, are, are to have tonight. Uh, Drew Morrow's a, a kid who we've seen be able to take the ball hard to the basket, great shots that way, but he's also been able to knock down the three-point shot, and uh, and that's going to loom really, really important as the Maroons take on this very good Cedar Falls team tonight. It's Dowling and Cedar Falls here at Cedar Falls High School in Cedar Falls, Iowa, not too far away from the Unidome. Mark Amadale along with Jimmy Cataldo. I want to thank uh, Brian Sweeney, our studio producer. We'll come back after this one-minute break and re- resume with starting lineups and uh, more pregame Dowling and Cedar Falls in the boys' sub-state semifinal coming up here on Iowa Catholic Radio. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hello, this is Matthew Hanstad from Des Moines, Iowa. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Jimmy Cataldo as we get set for Dowling and Cedar Falls tonight. Boys, Class 4A postseason basketball. Winner moves on. The loser is done for the season. Mark Amadil, Jimmy Cataldo, and Coach, uh, before we move to our starting line, this is a tremendous matchup. The last time Dowling and Cedar Falls met was in the first round of the uh, Boys State Tournament back in 2020, 
And uh, Cedar Falls defeated Dowling by two points, 64-62. Tigers have won a state title. I'm not sure if it was that year or the year before, but uh, they had some pretty good teams go through here. And I know we played them in football, and some of those football guys were on that basketball team. And uh, so that that's kind of the, the only meeting that I, we could find of Dowling and Cedar Falls. Well, this athletic department and, and programs up here in Cedar Falls is, uh, is, is really good in many, many things. And you look around at some of the banners that they have in track and football. Uh, they've been tremendous in volleyball, uh, you know, girls basketball you've seen. So well-rounded uh, program up here in Cedar Falls. They bring in some really good athletes and really put a lot of these Central Iowa teams to the test. So when you get that draw, you look up and you see you have Cedar Falls potentially in the second round, and now you got them. You know, it's a great thing to say, hey, we haven't played them yet, so they don't know us as well. And, and we don't know them as well. We can go out there and play about as best as we can play. But yet it is a Cedar Falls team that's going to give you a lot, a lot of challenges tonight. All right, let's take a look at the starting lineups tonight. First of all, for Dowling Catholic, they'll go with their usual starting lineup that they've been running here the last several games. At uh, one guard will be Davis Sheck, 5'11 senior, and he averages nine points. He'll wear number three. The other guard is Joey Coppola, 5'11 junior, averaging 10.5 points. He'll wear number four. And the third guard will be Drew Morrow, a 6'1 senior, averaging 11.5 points, three rebounds. And Morrow leads the team with 40 made threes. He'll wear number five. At one forward, Colin Clark, a 6'3 senior, averaging 2.5 points, two rebounds. Colin will wear number 11. And the other forward will be Riddick Metten, a 6'4 junior, averaging six points and leads the team with five rebounds. So Sheck, Capola, Morrow, along with Clark and Metten, for Dowling Catholic. Off the bench tonight, we'll see uh, Dante Cataldo, a 6'1 junior, along with uh, Jack Odie, a 6'3 senior. Brian Kleppe, a 6'3 junior, off the bench for the Maroons. And Andrew Nianji, a 6'5 senior, will be the post presence for Dowling. Uh, we may see Nick Frerichs, who has gotten in here the last several games. Dowling comes in with a record of 10 and 12, averaging 53 points on offense, giving up 59 and a half points on defense. Clay, Clay Field King in his second year as head coach. 19 wins, 27 losses. He's assisted by Jimmy Nahas, Zach Nicholson, and Kevin O'Hare. And again, Dowling's won two of their last three games. And now for the Cedar Falls Tigers under 10th-year head coach Ryan Schultz. He's assisted by Christopher Diving and Jack and John Yoakum, and they'll start this lineup. At one guard, Aiden Heff, a 5'7 junior, averaging 3.5 points. He will wear number two. The other guard is Anthony Galvin, a six-foot senior. He'll wear number five, averaging 12.5 points, 3.5 rebounds. And at one forward, as Jimmy mentioned, Dallas Bear, the Augustana, South Dakota recruit, 6'8 senior, averaging 20 points and 9.5 rebounds, leads the team in both categories, along with 81% free throw shooter, and he's made 72 threes, which leads the team. Bear will wear number three. The other forward is Cade Corbett, a 6'8 junior, averaging 12.5 points, six rebounds. He leads the team with blocks with 51. And finally, the, the final forward will be Derek Woods, a 6'2 senior, averaging four points, three rebounds. The Tigers come in averaging 62.5 points on offense. They give up 52 points on defense. Their record is 15-5, and five, and uh, they've won two in a row in five of their last seven games. So Jimmy Cataldo, that is the tale of the tape. The winner of Dowling Cedar Falls will play Tuesday night at a site to be determined against the winner of Iowa City West and Ankeny Centennial. And our good friend Andy Pollock is going to have updates so we can share scores. And if I'm sidetracked, he does have you as a backup number. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but so, you know, oftentimes I guess that's, that's a good thing. But I guess you look at this and you look at some of the keys to this game. You look at uh, if, if you're Dowling, 
you need to have a good shooting night. I, I think you know Cedar Falls with their size is going to force you to shoot balls from the outside, and the Maroons just need to have a really good night of shooting the threes, and uh, and it just hasn't been something they've done well at. But again, uh, you know you're, you're on to a next game here and see what happens. They got to have confidence early. The, the one thing that we've seen of the Maroons when they make shots early, the confidence builds in those shooters. Niangi, Metten, I think, have to have real good nights and, and effective nights on the board. And uh, hopefully they get some bench-contributing uh, factors in, in Dante, Odie, and, and Kleppi. Cedar Falls, it's hard to find any any type of weaknesses when they look at the Maroons. But uh, the one thing I think they, they have to do is they have to capitalize on their size and defend, uh, force the Maroons into a three-point shooting contest. Because if the one thing, as I mentioned, that we have seen is that the Maroons just, they're up and down in their shooting. And so... If, if the Maroons get some confidence early, knock down some shots, get those get, get, get those balls to go in, I think that bodes more of an issue for Cedar Falls. But if they start missing them and the confidence wanes, I think that's exactly where Cedar Falls wants to play this game. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, dental associates, our thanks to Skeffington's formal wear, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Mercy One. Introductions being done on the court right now. We are uh, right next to the scoreboard. So we have a lot of eyeballs up towards us when people look for the score. And it's a scoreboard that has the points, the fouls, and the rebounds. We are in the uh, well, the crow's nest, uh, the old school here at Cedar Falls, until a new one's built in two years. This is not a bad view, to be honest with you. It's, it's, a, it's a view that uh, you know we haven't seen in, in, in any of the games we played off to the corner uh, higher than the basket. And, but it's a nice, uh, nice bird's nest view of the game, and you can see a lot from this from this vantage point. We oh. might even be able to see it, get and see some some reviews over here. You know, you're, si- you're sitting in the same seat that uh, Steve Devenny sat in. We were up here uh, right before COVID in 2020 for a girls regional fi- girls regional final. So nothing has changed. I can tell you that. Did we win? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I'll stay in the seat. Dowling won. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, coming up, we'll have our uh, pregame prayer from Father Reed Flood and. A word from the president of Dowling Catholic High School, Dr. Dan Ryan, as we get set for Dowling and Cedar Falls Boys Substate Basketball on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School, and welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School basketball. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting basketball, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe, and that they show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our national anthem concluding here at Cedar Falls High School as we get set for the boys' Class 4A semifinal basketball game, Dowling and Cedar Falls. Mark Amadale, Jimmy Cataldo, our officials tonight. Congratulations to them working this semifinal game. Casey Hofert, 
Bill Mock and Bob Squires are the crew that's assigned by the Iowa High School Athletic Association. And a reminder, Monday afternoon we'll have a girls' state basketball tournament. Dowling Catholic girls will take on Davenport North. We'll go on the air at 3 o'clock Monday afternoon here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. As Scott Babinat and I will be courtside at the uh, Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines. Not uh, Crow's Nest like we are here. We'll be courtside, Courtside. courtside. I've been there one time or two, but uh, you know, great job by the girls uh, against Iowa City West and wish them the best of luck here next week. All right, Dowling wins the tip all the way down. A foul right away as Colin Clark attacks the basket, and he's fouled by Anthony Galvin to start the game. And the Maroons win the tip and have the, the quick play in there. And free throws coming for Colin Clark as, what, we had four seconds go off the clock, Jimmy. Sometimes that's a setup on, on, on the play as, as they tip the ball. One guy's going to break to the basket, and that way Colin Clark broke to the basket. Uh, Riddick Menton won the tip, and and a good hard move by Colin drawing the foul. One to nothing Dowling. Clark hits the first free throw, eyes the bucket on the second one, and it's good. Two to nothing Maroons over the eighth-ranked Cedar Falls Tigers, who come in with a record of 15-5. and five. Dowling's record is 10-12. and 12. Mississippi Valley Conference is where Cedar Falls is out of, and now the Tigers with the basketball. They lose it out of bounds. They say it went off of Maroon as Dowling starting their five starters include David Sheck, Joey Coppola, Drew Morrow, Riddick Metton and Colin Clark, the five and the four for Dowling. For Cedar Falls, Dallas Bear, Anthony Galvin, Cade Corbett, Derek Woods, and Aiden Heff. And now here's the big guy with it, Corbett, one of the two that are out there at 6'8". He's guarded by Metton. Dowling stays man-to-man. They look to dribble drive, and here's Heff with it. Now launching a three. It's up, and it's short by Corbett. Rebound, Dowling. Bodies hit the floor. And the Maroons went out of bounds just trying to save the basketball. So it'll be Cedar Falls basket. Under basketball underneath their own basket, Jimmy. I mean, it, 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 they forced Corbett into a three-point shot. Both Drew, Morrow, and Joey Coppola fighting for the rebound. Gets gets loose, tries to get saved in bounds by Drew uh, or David Sheck and knocked out of bounds. Tough break. Cedar Falls with the basketball. Here's Heth with it on the right corner. Looks to lob it in, and he does to the big guy, Corbett. Backs in, looks for a cutter. Can't find 120 on the shot clock. Back out to Heth, left wing. Now cutting to the middle is Woods. He can't get to the basket to get it underneath. And a charging foul called on the big guy. That's Corbett. He's got his first foul. Great defense that time by the Maroons, Jimmy. It's, it's great help help defense by Joey Coppola as uh, as Riddick Menton gets picked. Corbett takes the ball to the, to the basket. Coppola slides in, gets good position, and sets up for the charge and the turnover. Uh, right now they're looking at Corbett on, on uh, or Riddick Menton on Corbett and uh, Colin Clark on Bear. Dowling leads it two to nothing. Two free throws to start the game by Dowling as the Maroons won the tip and tried to score in a layup, and then Colin Clark hits both free throws. This is Dowling's first offensive, or actually second offensive possession, but a first set. Here's Morrow with it with 15 on the shot clock. Launched a three. Good! From the top of the key, Drew Morrow, and Dowling up 5 nothing. With Corbett's hand in his face, Morrow extends on his three-point shot, top of the key, knocks it down, and got to get confidence early, and hitting the first one's a big one. All right, here's Heth with it on the baseline. Still on the baseline, can't find a seam. Now leaves it for Woods on the baseline. His shot up and no good, drew the foul. And that foul will be on Dowling and Joey Coppola, and that'll be the Maroons' first foul of the night. Uh, it, looks, it looks that you know Cedar Falls is greatly dependent on the 6'8 uh, Twin Towers, as I would call them, and Corbett and Bear. So you see a lot of the guard dribbling around looking for Corbett and Bear to find their positioning, and, and Maroons are doing a fairly good job. 
keeping the ball in the guard's hands and forcing them to shoot the ball. Derek Woods at the free throw line for Cedar Falls. 6'2", senior, averaging 61% at the free throw line. This is the first free throw. Second one on the way, and it hits the rim and falls through. So our score now is 5-1. to one. Dowling with the lead over Cedar Falls. Dowling in the front court. They go left to right as we are kind of near the scoreboard, but uh, up at an angle on the baseline as we uh, look down. Tremendous view. And now here's Capole in the lane. Stops, pivots, tries to pass it out. That's stolen away by Anthony Galvin of Cedar Falls as Joey got pinned underneath. And now in the lane, Galvin took it all the way down and drew the foul. And I think this is a non-shooting foul. It'll be on Dowling on Drew Morrow, his first. So it'll looked, be. That looked really, really clean from this Vandy point. Uh, you know, but there looked to be a, a lot of anticipation by the officials on the contact, but it looked like Drew had the ball pretty clean. Now a long three, no good by Cedar Falls and Dallas Bear out of bounds to Dowling. I mean, he launched that three. He's made 70, what, 72 made threes, and that one missed everything. It was air ball from the top of the key. Well, the It'll officials, be Dowling officials were looking around to see if the ball got got deflected because it was such a, a bad miss, and official said, no, it wasn't touched. Dowling ball. Here's Dowling with the ball. Capola on the left wing. Gets it back out to Morrow. It's stolen away by Cedar Falls. And they go all the way down court and a layup up and good. And that is Derek Woods with the steal and basket. Foul on Dowling. It'll be on Drew Morrow, his second. Two quick fouls in the last minute. Drew Morrow, and he got kind of caught in a quandary as, as, uh, as, as the ball was being transitioned down the court uh, by Woods. You know, Drew's kind of stuck to the, okay, do, how do I contest this shot? He kind of holds his, holds his ground. But Woods does a nice job to avoid the contact himself, to take it on square, but draws enough contact. Morrow gets the foul. And the free throw good by Woods. So he has all four of Cedar Falls points. It's 5-4 to four Dowling. Morrow with two fouls and on the bench. Dowling with three team fouls. Runes work the uh, half-court offense. Here's Metten with it, who's guarded by Bear. Leaves it underneath, and a whistle and a foul call before the shot on Cedar Falls as the Maroons were attacking the glass with Davis Sheck. Aiden Heff picks up the foul, his first. Just looking at some of the contact that's being made and the calls that are being called, I think it's going to be something that the Maroons, I know, have to adjust to because they're playing in, in, in a CIML that allows a little bit of contact body, but right now they're calling it a little bit tighter, uh, so I think the Maroons will have to adjust some of their defensive play on the contact. Capola now in the corner to Sheck. Dribbles baseline. Cut off nicely. And now reverse pass to Clark. Over in the corner to Kleppe. Ryan for three. Up good. The lefty with the three in the right wing. And Kleppe with his 13th made three of the year. And Dowling now extends its lead to 8-4 to four over Cedar Falls. Four and a half minutes to go. First quarter. Great great uh, movement. Extra pass by Colin Clark. Finding a wide open Ryan Kleppe and burying it from the wing. Kleppe came in for Drew Morrow, who's on the bench with two fouls. That was the first sub for Dowling. Cedar Falls with the basketball. With it is Anthony Galvin, top of the key. And the Maroons tipped the ball out of bounds before it got to Dallas Bear. And the Maroons are kind of in that zone right now, it looks like, uh, Jimmy. I, I think the zone is there to, to, to protect some of the fouls that could be called. But, you know, you, you get uh, Bear out of the game, and so you're sitting there with just Corbett. It's a good transition to get into a zone defense. Yeah, Bear now for three, top of the key, and it's good right at the end of the shot clock. Tremendous shot by Dallas Bear. That's his first three of the night. It's 73rd of the year, and it's 8-7 Dowling. Here's Metten in the lane. He draws the foul as the 
Tigers have Jake Peters in there at center, 6'4", junior, headed to Indiana State to play football. And that follows on Peters, his first. It'll be out of bounds to Dowling. And, yes, they are calling the, you know, the, the hand Real check, tight. if you will. And it is tight. If uh, you're impeding the dribbler, you're going to get a foul call tonight. You know, normally you get, you get away with a little bit of contact as long as you don't get two hands involved in the contact. They usually let it go. Uh, but so far, not not tonight. There's a reverse layup pass by Colin Clark to Ryan Kleppe, and it's good. And Kleppe with the reverse layup used the rim to uh, shield, field off, shield off rather, the Cedar Falls team. It's 10-7 Dowling. 3.45 to go first quarter. Cedar Falls with the basketball. Corner three by Baird. Left it short, but the offensive rebound and putback up and good by Logan Rowe, who just checked in a 6-1 junior. 10-9 Dowling. Three and a half to go first quarter. Here's Kleppe with it, looking inside for Metten. Metten trying to post up, can't. Now Clark with it, finally does get the Metten right block. Guarded by Rowe. Underneath, pull-up jumper by Metten is no good, and a rebound out to Dallas Bear. Both teams going to their bench here in the first quarter. Now we got a whistle and a hand check called on Riddick Metten of Dowling. That'll be his first. It's going to be interesting to see how the how the Maroons adjust to this type of uh, t- type of calling by the officials. I think they're they're being fair on both sides. Let's be honest. I mean, but you know they're they're calling the hand the hand check fouls right now, which the Maroons do play defense with a lot of hand checks. They're going to have to adjust to that. Here's Bear in the corner, guarded by Metney. Closed out on him nicely. Finally gets it up top to Galvin. And the Tigers now will start their offense. Now on the corner, Bear for three. It's no good. Offensive rebound and tipped away as Peters had it. And it's tipped away by Coppola into the hands of Dowling. Joey with it. These are for Clark. Dowling will start their dribble weave with their offense. Cedar Falls man-to-man. Here's Sheck with it, top of the key. Maroons will try to run their set play. Metten with it on the right baseline. Fakes one way, goes to the lane. Tries to kick it out to Kleppe, and the ball's taken away. Heth with the steal for Cedar Falls. Dowling gets back. Heth in the lane, and he's going to be guilty of the travel as he picked up his pivot foot. And the Maroons now, both these teams, even in, in uh, turnovers, Jimmy, I don't know what you have them down tonight, but Dowling averages 12 a game, and Cedar Falls 11 well, turnovers a game. Right now, the Maroons are sitting at three turnovers, and, and uh, Cedar Falls at, at two. But uh, on defense, you can see that Cedar Falls is really extending their defense, really pressing the uh, the non-ball care, uh, handlers outside and uh, forcing the, 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 the ball dribblers to find different throws, and it's just not there. Andrew Nianji in for Dowling, 6'5", senior. He is Dowling's real post presence, if you will. They try to lob it into Nianji. Kleppi's pass is stolen away. Stolen away by Derek Woods. Cedar Falls in transition. As they put the ball out to Corbett, so both Twin Towers in there. In the corner for three, it's good, and that's Dallas Bear with his second three of the first half. Same spot is that, uh, is that left corner that uh, he's, hit, uh, he's hit two of his threes. Maroon's got to find him. Nice pass by Dante into Sheck. Dante Cataldo in the ball game, and Davis Sheck was the recipient. He shoots and scores. Sheck now with his first two points. And both teams going to their bench as Dowling has brought... Uh, Three players off the bench thus far, and now they're working inside the Bear, and shot up and good. And that was, uh, I'm sorry, Bear to Corbett. And Corbett shoots and scores his first two points, two twin towers, yeah. high-low. Set play on, on the zone, picking picking the middle guy in the zone, opening up the block. Nianji for three, left it short, offensive rebound, Dowling. 
and Dante Cataldo, and he loses it out of bounds. So substitutions, Colin Clark will check out, checking back in for Dowling. Or checking in will be Jack Odie for Dowling. So the Maroons have Odie, Kleppe, Sheck, Cataldo, and Nianji, the five on the floor. Here's Cedar Falls with the ball, top of the key is Bear. Who's guarded by Kleppe. In the corner goes to Heth for three from the right wing. No good. Offensive rebound. Derek Woods. Called his name a lot tonight. Now they get it over the other side to Corbett. He loses the ball on the floor and he's tied up. Good hustle that time by the Maroons to force a jump ball. And there'll be Cedar Falls possession with 27 seconds left on the shot clock, Jimmy. But 48 seconds left here in the first quarter. Bringing some bench players in Nyangi, Odie and Dante, and then and you see the intensity of the defense spark up. Here's really a near steal by Sheck, and now picked up, and a basket by Galvin. So now Cedar Falls has one up four. 16 to 12, Cedar Falls over Dowling. 35 seconds left in the game clock, 28 seconds on the shot clock. Here's Cataldo looking to go left, goes against Galvin, kicks it back out to Odie. 15 on the shot clock for the Maroons. Dowling trailing by four. They have led by as many as five here in the first quarter. Sheck for three. It's in and out no good. Fight for the rebound. And we got a loose ball foul called on Dowling. Because the ball was not secured. And Interesting call where it looked like Odie had his guy blocked out. And Cedar Falls player kind of works his way from the opposite block and gets into Odie's body. But Odie gets called for the, for the rebound. Foul and uh, Odie's in displacement as much as I am on that call. 16 to 12, Cedar Falls. Six seconds to go in the first quarter here at Cedar Falls High School. Class 4A substate. Kleppy tips the ball in the backcourt. Barrow launched a three at the horn. It's no good. And we have come to the end of the first quarter here at Cedar Falls. The score Cedar Falls 16, Dowling Catholic 12, along with Jimmy Cataldo. Mark Amadale will return with the second quarter of this Class 4A boys substate semifinal here on Iowa Catholic Radio. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Sarah Herm from Des Moines. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Cedar Falls High School Gym. Boys Class 4A Substate Semifinals tonight, Dowling and Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls leading 16-12. Dowling has the first possession of the second quarter. Drew Morrow back in with four fouls. Gets it to Coppola, now to Odie. Also in there, Riddick Metten and Dante Cataldo, the five on the floor for the Maroons. Ten on the shot clock. Here is Cataldo coming off a ball screen. Kicks it out to Metten, fakes the three. 
Dribbles inside, and he traveled with the basketball. Another turnover for the Maroons. Jimmy, what's the first quarter statistics look like? Maroons uh, two or three from the field, two or five from three, two total rebounds, and four turnovers for Cedar Falls. Four or five from the field, two of seven from three, uh, three total rebounds and two turnovers. All right, Cedar Falls with the basketball. Bear has it top of the key. Now swings it over the pass in the baseline to Corbett. Now over to Jacobson, Tanner Jacobson. The, his dad's a head coach at UNI. Ben Jacobson has it. Now kicks it out for three by Galvin Good from the top of the key. Anthony Galvin with his fifth point. And that is the third three of the first half for Cedar Falls. They lead it 19 to 12. Nine of their 19 points have come from the three-point arc. You know, something that the Maroons force into doing. And nice shot by... Here's Jack, Jack Odie with a three from the left wing. That's good for Jack. That's his 10th three of the year. It's 19-15 Cedar Falls by four. 6.40 left to go first quarter. First half, rather. And now a whistle and a reach in... Or not an offensive foul on player control foul on Cedar Falls, and that gets uh, their head coach questioning that. Ryan Schultz coming off a ball screen. Bodies hit the floor. That's, that's, a, very, that's a very close call for Joey Coppola. Joey's done a great job defensively throughout the year, really working his body, squaring up, and taking charges. But that's a 50-50 call. If, if that foul goes against Joey, that's his second foul, and probably, probably going to spend a little bit of time on the bench. But he gets the call on the charge and stays in the game. 6.20 to play, second quarter, 19-15 down. They work underneath the Met. His shot Great no pass. good. Gets his own rebound. Kicks it out to Odie. Over to Coppola. Has the ball poked away. Now Morrow with it. Gives it back to Coppola. Drew top of the key. Down the lane he goes. His shot up and good. It might have been partially blocked that time by Bear, but he got it to fall. A lot of body on that as well, and no call, but great finish by Drew. Morrow taking it hard to the left side, which is his dominant side. Now backdoor, backdoor cut by Bear, and he's fouled by Drew Morrow. Misses the shot with the left hand, and he'll go to the free throw line. Drew with his third foul. So one good thing happens yeah. good on the offensive end, and Drew gets the foul on defense, and Bear to the line, and Drew will come out of the lineup here after the first free throw. Yep. Bear with six points. A little bit of that is on, on Dante as, as he gets beat on the back door, and Drew's there to help him out and, and gets caused going one-on-one -on -one with Bear and draws the foul. So his third foul, and he's probably he's probably sitting for the latter part of the six minutes to go in the second quarter. Unless they have a situation where offense-defense presents it in the final minute, he may get back in. But you're right, Drew Morrow on the bench now with three fouls. First free throw no good by Bear. Second one is good. He's got seven points. And it's 20-17, to 17, Cedar Falls leading Dowling. Ryan Kleppe checking in for Drew Morrow. Kleppe, right elbow, pull-up jumper, goes through, rims out, pops in the air, and goes right through. So Ryan Kleppe off the bench with seven points for Dowling, and it's 20-19. The eighth-ranked Cedar Falls Tigers leading Dowling by one. Five and a half minutes to go, second quarter. Not a bad crowd here in the older gym, if, if you will, here in Cedar Falls. Tigers with it. They work it on the baseline. Here's Tanner Jacobson with it. Now kicks it up top to Corbett. Underneath it goes to Galvin. Three in the shot clock. Turnaround shot. No good. Rebound. Dowling and a foul on Derek Woods of Cedar Falls. So decision time for Coach Schultz of Cedar Falls. Woods picks up his second foul, and he's going to come out. 
Maroons are playing so tough on defense and, you know, been been caught up on a couple threes that uh, were contested. They go in, went in and got beat on a couple offensive rebounds, but for the most part, Maroons are playing very solid defense uh, throughout this uh, this first half. Here's a backdoor cut by Cataldo, and he's fouled as he caught the pass. Weak side help came that time by Cedar Falls, and they're going to whistle the foul on Logan Rowe. Now, that'll be the 16th foul, if I'm not mistaken, or is that seven? 17 foul, so Dante Cataldo. Yeah, you got to sit here and, and watch I, his say, form. And I, I worked on this. I mean, we, we, oh. we talked about the Hang on, folks. He worked, worked on, on it. it. Yeah, here we go. Let's, let's just see if, if, if everything goes from one ear and out the other. First free see? throw. Good. That's why you sit at home and you talk to your kids and say, I and see this, I see that. Nice. Dante, congratulations. We had a little visit uh, over at Dyke when we had the shoot-around today. By the way, happy birthday to Jenny Cataldo. I want to mention that on the air first and foremost. Dante's mom and the guy next to me is wife. I don't know what she was thinking 20-some years ago. Second right. free throw is good. 21-20. Dowling takes the lead on the free throws by Cataldo. Now here's Bear with it. Cedar Falls with the basketball. They go right to left in front of us. Cedar Falls bench directly below us. Underneath the bear, and he shot up and good. Can't defend that, and Kleppy tried to, but he didn't commit the foul. That was a good thing. Bear with nine points. They're finding that high pick and allowing Bear to break to the back door, and that's caught the Maroons twice now, and they've got to figure out how they're going to defend those type of picks. Dowling with the ball. Here is Odie with it. Jack's got some pretty good playing time here in the first half. Kleppy with it on the baseline. Dribbles to the lane. Can't get off a shot. Now leaves it for Metten. Riddick coming off the ball screen, has the ball tipped into the hands of Kleppe. And now Kleppe got lazy with the pass, stolen away by Cedar Falls. Tigers the other way. Here's Corbett with it. Leaves in the corner for three. It's no good by Logan Rohn to rebound Dowling. Maroon's got a break there. Big break. Now here's Capola with it. Leaves it for Metten at the free throw line. Ball screen coming. Here's Cataldo looking to drive. Can't. Leaves it for Odie. Jack left wing. Dribbles in the lane. His shot up and no good. And the rebound comes out by Bear. Took it away from Dante. Bear in the front court, and it slapped out of bounds by Kleppe. And as uh, Coach Schultz told me over the phone yesterday, he says, I'm impressed with Dowling. They get their hands in the passing zone. And that was one example right there. Kleppe knocking away uh, a pass. If Dante on that last one was right there for the offensive rebound, got both hands on it. Just Bear and his size, you know, really out outpowered Dante on the rebound and took it from him. But... I think, I think these kids are going to learn a lot as this game progresses about how strong they have to be on the rebound, with, especially with these bigger Cedar Falls kids. Here's Galvin in the lane. His shot up and no good. Rebound Jake Peters put back up and good by the Indiana State recruit. Jake Peters, the big center, and you can tell he plays offensive line for the Cedar Falls football team. And it's 24-21, Cedar Falls by three. Three minutes to go here in the first half. Mark Emmedale. Jimmy Cataldo here in the Crow's Nest on the second floor of the uh, Cedar Falls High School gym. Corner three, no good by Jack Odie, and he's fouled by Bear, and he'll get three free throws, and Jack has had a pleasant first half. Well, you know, Jack really came out of his shell last, uh, the last game uh, for the Maroons, you know, scoring uh, uh, 14 points, his season high of, of output, and so Jack Sr. getting some confidence in his last few games as a Maroon. Jack? Odie, one of six seniors on this Dowling team, and anybody playing high school basketball tonight, there's a lot of substates. We're going to mention those at halftime with the other games. Second free throw by Odie is good. He'll get one more as nobody wants to play their final game tonight, especially the seniors. Tonight's game in Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Dental Associates, Mercy One, and the Catholic Tuition Organization. 
And all three free throws good by Odie. He's got six points, and we're tied at 24, just under three minutes to play first half. Maroon's got to do a better job of blocking out and making sure that Cedar Falls does not get second-chance points. I got him down for eight second-chance points right now off offensive rebounds. And here's a give-and-go as Peters hands it off to Corbett, and he slams it through down the middle of the lane. Cade Corbett, the other 6'8", post player with four points. Dowling with the ball. Here's Odie for three in the corner, in and out no good, and a rebound comes out to Cedar Falls and Corbett, and that's got the crowd electrified here in the final three minutes. Transition, a three-pointer no good by Bear. Rebound Dowling with 2.15 to go, and our score 26-24. Cedar Falls by two, and now they're starting to trap the first pass. They work underneath the Met, and Riddick too far underneath, gives it for, leaves it for Colin Clark, layup good with the left hand, Colin Clark with his fourth point. Riddick was so close to that basket, you almost wonder why he put the ball to the ground, take it up himself, but the one pass, or the one dribble allowed Colin Clark to break to the basket and get an easier shot. Good look by Riddick. Minute 50 remaining in the first half. Here's Heth distributing the ball in the corner for Bear. Three-pointer no good. Rebound Riddick Metten. So here's Dowling, a chance to take the lead. We're tied at 26. And now Clark's pass intended for Metten. Stolen away by Aiden Heth. He goes underneath, shot up, and it's short. And a rebound Dowling. I think Kleppi's down there and drew the foul. Good hustle that time by Kleppi. Maroons are getting kind of soft with their passes, which are happening right in front of us. we got a bird's-eye view of that, Jimmy. Well, you know, Kleppi really had had no plan on what he was doing there offensively on that last trip down the court. He takes a, a little set jump shot and tries to jump pass it over a very, very tall Cedar Falls player. And Bear with his second foul for Cedar Falls. And then we'll see if they make Nianji checks in for Dowling. Checking out will be Riddick Metten. And... Checking out for Cedar Falls will be Cade Corbett. They're going to leave Bear in there with two fouls. Free throws coming for Ryan Kleppe tonight for Dowling. He's got seven points. This will be his first free throw. It's up and good. That is the 19th foul on Cedar Falls. So, yes, this is a one-and-one, one, second one coming. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Ashford Vision Clinic, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Construction Professionals. Second free throw in and out, no good by the left-hander, Kleppe, rebounds Cedar Falls. Tigers in the front court. With it is Galvin. Out to Bear, top of the key, who's guarded by Colin Clark, but the Maroons in that 3-2 zone. Heth with it. They play catch on the perimeter, Heth and Galvin. Now they work the right side, and near steal by Dowling. Bear with it, dribbles baseline. A little dump shot up and no good from the right block. From less than five feet, rebound Dowling. Love the decision there for the Maroons to get keep Cedar Falls off balance, jump into a zone, and uh, enforce uh, Cedar Falls into a play they weren't prepared for. Dowling 27, Cedar Falls 26. The Maroons by one with 45 seconds remaining in the contest, 15 on the shot clock here in the first half. Here's Coppola down the lane, layup, good! Dowling with a three-point lead with 35 seconds remaining. Great dribble drive by Joey Coppola, and even... Gives a pump pass to draw the defense wider to open up the lane more for him. But nice, free, open uh, layup to the right side by Joey Coppola. And it was like a no-look shot because he was looking kind of at us over here in the baseline to get the defender off him, and he just went up and shot yeah. it. So lots of things going on. Dowling by three. Ten seconds remaining here in the first half. Here's Heth with it. We'll see what kind of set play is called. Nobody has used a timeout here in the first half, which is amazing. Here's Bear with it. He's double-teamed. Launches the three, and it banks it in. 
at the horn. Dallas Bear with his 12th point and his third three. And we are tied, ladies and gentlemen, here at halftime. Number eight, Cedar Falls, unranked Dowling, tied Jimmy Cataldo at 29 at halftime. I'm not sure what was more impressive is was the, the, the ball handling skills of Bear on that or the shot. I'm going to say the ball handling skills because he goes between his legs with his right hand and keeps it in his right hand, allow himself to, to, to get an open uh, a top of the key three-point shot that banks in and, and brings this game to a tie. But both sides, I think, played tremendous defense, uh, gave up some threes that, that, uh, that cost both teams, gave up some offensive rebounds that cost some teams. Then the game to start to get much looser here in the second quarter, these, these officials you know, stopped calling the hand checks, so it got a lot more uh, uh, contested in, in, in the dribble drives and, and uh, the set offenses. So it's going to be interesting on how they're going to adjust. Are they going to call it tight? Are they going to call it loose? Because you've seen both sides of the equation uh, uh, by the officiated game. All right, once again, our halftime score, Dowling 29, Cedar Falls 29. Mark Amadale, Jimmy Cataldo here at the Cedar Falls gym. We're going to take a break. We'll take a two-minute break. Brian Sweeney is our studio producer tonight. We'll take a two-minute break and be back with halftime statistics and scoring from this boys' sub-state semifinal and Class 4A basketball game. Once again, from the Cedar Falls gym, it's Dowling and Cedar Falls tied at 29, and we'll return after these messages on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. So, uh, why does the kind of music I listen to matter? As Bob Dylan says in his song, It's all right, Ma, I'm only bleeding. He not being busy born is busy dying. And essentially that's true for our Catholic life as well. Every choice we make brings us closer or further from God. This includes our choice of music. Remember that music as an art form reflects the artist and connects with listeners because they identify with it. And although we all can identify with sin, deep down inside we identify with the truth and the light of Christ even more. This doesn't mean that we can only listen to Gregorian chant. Remember, the very fact that we can sing or play music is a glorious gift from the Lord, which means we only have to start being careful when the music we listen to contradicts God and exalts things which can only identify with our sinful nature, things like drugs, lust, and anger. And when in doubt about a song, just ask yourself, what would Jesus listen to? For more, youtube.com slash youngcatholic. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, priest of the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS Adel. Online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. And we're back here at the Cedar Falls gym. 
Mark Amadale and Jimmy Cataldo, halftime of the boys' Class 4A sub-state semifinal. The winners tonight across Class 4A will advance to Tuesday night, and on Tuesday night will be the sub-state finals, and winners there will punch their ticket to the boys' state basketball tournament, which starts in two weeks. But here it's Dowling and Cedar Falls tied at 29. And Coach Cataldo, what do you got to look at as far as statistics here in this uh, first half of play? Well, I, you think both teams shoot uh, you know, you know, outside of what their, their averages are, the Maroons? Went six of nine from the field, 67%. Three of seven from threes, 42%. Nine total rebounds, but seven turnovers. I think the turnovers uh, have been costly turnovers, and they have given up uh, uh, turnover points. Uh, for Cedar Falls, shot seven of 12 from the field, 58%. Four of 12 from three for 33%. I had them for seven total rebounds and three turnovers. One of the keys that I... I kind of picked up on is eight second chance points that the, the Maroons gave up to, to Cedar Falls. So you know, four total offensive rebounds there and, and putbacks. You get eight, give up eight points from the offensive re, uh, second chance points. Those, those large loom and tight games, you know, when the score's 29-29 at half. Well, scoring in this contest, we'll start with uh, Dowling Catholic, the visitors on the scoreboard. The Maroons are led by... Ryan Kleppe, who didn't get the start, came off the bench when Drew Morrow got into foul trouble. He now has eight points in the first half, and he was followed by Jack Odie off the bench with six points. Jack hit a big three-pointer, and he was three for three at the free-throw line for his six points. Rounding out scoring for Dowling, Drew Morrow with five points, but playing with three fouls now. And then uh, Colin Clark with four points. Two points each for Dante Cataldo, Davis Sheck, and Joey Coppola. Dowling went 8 of 9 at the free throw line in the first half. For Cedar Falls, they were led at halftime by Dallas Bear. He hit that 3 at the buzzer. He banked it off the top of the, uh, from the top of the key off the backboard. He has 12 points at halftime, followed by Anthony Galvin with 5. Four points each for Cade Corbett, their other 6'8 player, and Derek Woods with 4 points. Two points each for Logan Rowe off the bench and Jake Peters off the bench as... Cedar Falls now is three out of four at the free throw line here in the first half, I believe. So they went three out of four. Dowling went eight of nine at the free throw line. Cedar Falls led 16 to 12 at the end of the first quarter. Dowling outscored Cedar Falls 17-13 in the second quarter. And again, we're tied at 29 here at halftime. So uh, Jimmy... Anything else to add before we go to uh, some of the other games going on? You look at at, uh, Dallas Bear with 12 points. You know, three of those have come from the three, or excuse me, nine of those points have come off of three-point shots and one one from a dunk. So I think the Maroons are keeping him out of the paint. But uh, but you've seen from his uh, three-point shooting percentage and his attempts, he's going to shoot those balls. And you also bring up a good point is that, you know, Drew Morrow, uh, you know, arguably one of Dowling's, you know, better players, you know, he goes to the bench with just over five minutes to go in the second half, and he's he's been on the bench with three fouls you know, ever since. So expect him to come back out here at the start of the third quarter. All right, other scores we have is Ankeny Centennial leading at halftime over Iowa City West, 28-20, that game at Ankeny Centennial. And Norwalk leading Sioux City West, 31-10, uh, and they have not yet been at halftime at Norwalk so there's some other uh, scores to pass along again this is in where uh, Dowling Cedar Falls right there in sub-state too so 
The winner of the Iowa City West Centennial game will take on the winner of Dowling and Cedar Falls. That'll be Tuesday night at a site to be determined. Other games, Norwalk is in Substate 1. We mentioned them. They are leading at halftime, 31-10 late in the second quarter. And the winner of that game will face the winner of Johnston and Sioux City East. That game going on right now in Sioux City. Substate 3 has Muscatine, which was an upset winner on Monday night. Muscatine is at 7th-ranked Dubuque Senior. The winner of that game will play the winner of Pleasant Valley and Bettendorf on Tuesday. Substate 4 is Davenport West at number 1, Cedar Rapids Kennedy at 20-0. The winner of that game on Tuesday will play Burlington and North Scott, that game in North Scott tonight. Substate 5 has East Waterloo at number 4, Valley. The winner of that game will play Tuesday night against the winner of Cedar Rapids, Washington, and West Waterloo, that game going on not too far away from us here in West Waterloo High School. Substate 6, Lenmar of Marion is at 5th-ranked Indianola. The winner will play Tuesday night against the winner of Ankeny at Ames. Of course, those games all going on right now. Substate 7 has Des Moines-Lincoln, an upset winner at Marshalltown on Monday night. Lincoln is at 3rd-ranked Waukee Northwest. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Southeast Polk at Roosevelt. That game also going on right now. And finally, Substate 8 has Urbandale at 2nd-ranked Waukee. The winner will play Tuesday night against the winner of Dallas Center Grimes at Council Bluffs Lincoln. So that's a look at all the 4A substates that are going on. We're going to take a one-minute break and come back with the start of the second half. Again, we're at halftime here in Cedar Falls. Mark Amadale, Jimmy Cataldo, Brian Sweeney, our studio producer. It's 29-all, Dowling and Cedar Falls, back with the second half in one minute on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515-223-1150 or email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. Back here at Cedar Falls High School, underway here in the second half. Cedar Falls with the basketball first, and they draw a foul on their first possession as they work underneath. Cedar Falls to the basket right where we're at. That foul on Dowling Riddick will be Metten. on Riddick Met in his second. And now the Tigers with the basketball as they get a brand-new shot clock out of the uh, deal. And now a steal by Colin Clark. Lead pass to Coppola, layup, good! And the Maroons now take a two-point lead here in the second half, 31-29. A lot of that was created by Joey Coppola getting his hand in on the passing lane and jarring the ball loose, getting the ball into Colin Clark's hands, and Colin feeding it out on the transition, and Joey finishing. Coppola with, yeah, Coppola with four points. As Maroons, I think, have went back to their starting lineup. Drew Marl in the game with three fouls. Riddick Metten, Colin Clark, Joey Coppola, 
And Davis check the five and the four for Dowling Catholic. Let's see. Cedar Falls, eight on the shot clock. They work it inside. Now in the corner for Galvin for three. Missed everything. No good. Rebound, Morrow. Drew takes it down. Three on two. Leaves it for Metton. Layup good. Pass by Drew Morrow and Metton running the floor. Great assist by Drew Morrow and great knowledge of giving the ball up that, you know, Cedar Falls was setting up for a charge and Drew sitting on three fouls. You know, finds Riddick breaking to the basket on the backside, and good look by Morrow. Metton's first basket of the contest, and now Cedar Falls works it inside. They start Jake Peters at center. As he came off the bench in the first half, and he shoots and scores his fourth point. They work the left block, and they get it deep, and Peters is a big guy. Dowling with the ball. Here's Sheck for three. Good! Sheck, after the Maroons pass the ball on the perimeter, Hits the three, and that is his 32nd three of the year and his fifth point tonight. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a great look by Colin Clark. He's just, you know, Colin's never been a great, you know, confidence shooter from the outside, and, and you know, Cedar Falls is just rotating to the pass to him. Colin gives one extra pass to Drew Morrow, and Drew Morrow, or excuse me, Davis Sheck connects. Now inside they work it. Dowling against the 3-2 zone. Galvin's shot no good. Dribbles inside. His shot's no good, and the follow-up up and no good by Peters, and Peters gets the rebound and put back, and boy, did Cedar Falls show their strength? Jake Peters, I can see why he got the second-half start from Coach Schultz. He's now got four, all four of Cedar Falls' points, and Dowling's lead is now two, thirty or now three, 36-33. Three, wow. three offensive rebounds in that possession for Cedar Falls and finally got one to go down. Maroon's passing on the perimeter. Cedar Falls into a zone right now. Morrow, diagonal pass to Sheck for three. It's off the back iron and goes over the backboard out of bounds. No good. And Cedar Falls starting Jake Peters here in the second half, along with Derek Woods, who started the first half. Cade Corbett, the 6'8 junior. Dallas Bear, the 6'8 senior. And Anthony Galvin. So Peters gets the start for Derek Woods. Peters is a 6'4 body, but... I think his strength more than anything has put him into the game because that's offensive rebound number five for Peters just in the second half. Now they just got, I think, Drew Morrow for his fourth foul as he was banging in there. No, they didn't. They got Riddick Metten. Drew's looking around and (laughs) Metten with his third foul. So Metten and Morrow with three fouls each. And that's been a lot of, that's the most contact we've seen on the last two possessions for Cedar Falls, Jimmy. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, the, the game has gotten looser as it's gone on with the officiating. Peters free throw good. He's got two shots here. Does the uh, football recruit for Indiana State. Going to play the offensive line at Indiana State. Jake Peters, 6'4", junior. Second free throw off the back iron. No good. Offensive rebound. Corbett, his put back up. No good. Ball slapped around. And Corbett gets it and puts it in. Wow. Just left hanging there. And Cade Corbett. Offensive rebound, you talked about that earlier, Jimmy, and we're tied at 36 with 4.40 to go third quarter. That's that's four second-chance points out of the seven that uh, that Cedar Falls has scored in the second half. Morrow for three, top of the key, it's no good. And the rebound out to Jake Peters. He's getting a lot of playing time here as they uh, come, bring him off the bench and give him the start, Dowling in their 3-2 zone. Now in the corner, this is Bear for three, and it's good from the left baseline, and Dowling may need a timeout, and they'll call it. Bear with 15 points, timeout Dowling with 4.09 left to go here in the third quarter. This will be a one-minute break. We'll take it 
It's Cedar Falls 39, Dowling 36 in the Class 4A semifinal from Cedar Falls High School on Iowa Catholic Radio. Fishy, 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 fishy. There's an easier way to find the fish. That's not loud enough. You're calling very quiet. Just go to iowacatholicradio.com and click on the fish fry finder. Fishy, 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 fishy. Select your region and find the fish fry in your neck of the woods. Still too quiet. Too quiet. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Just use the fish fry finder at iowacatholicradio.com. That's not loud enough, Bert. Then you won't have to say... Fishy, 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 ...anymore. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Welcome back to the Cedar Falls gym. Mark Himmadale, Jimmy Cataldo, Dowling using the first timeout by either team tonight. As we have four minutes left to go here in the third quarter, 39-36. Cedar Falls with a three-point lead. They've been back and forth. Dowling's biggest lead has been five points in the first half. Cedar Falls' largest lead has been four. As the Tigers come in, ranked eighth in Class 4A. Dowling with the ball. Cedar Falls in the zone. Corner three by Morrow. Off the mark, no good. Nianji in there. Flaps the ball away right into the hands of Colin Clark. Leaves it for Sheck. His three-pointer no good. And a rebound out to Jake Peters, who uh, has kind of been the dowling buster here in the first uh, four and a half minutes of the third quarter. And here's Cedar Falls with the basketball. Galvin with it in the corner. They leave it for Bear for three. In and out, no good. Rebound dowling and Colin Clark. Crashing the boards that time was Derek Woods. Runes get the ball underneath, and Marl draws the foul. Great job by Drew. Instead of settling for the three, he attacked the glass. And a foul on Cedar Falls. That'll be on Derek Woods, his third, Jimmy. One of the few times he got Bear to miss on the left the left uh, corner baseline, and, and Bear is just trying to find that spot because he's been pretty hot from that spot on the court, so the Maroons really have to work on finding him on, on the floor, especially on the left side baseline. Dowling inbounds the ball, brand new shot clock. Backdoor cut by Morrow, and Miyagi with the pass. Layup, no good. And the rebound comes out of there by Cedar Falls. Maroons had a golden opportunity there with the backdoor cut that was open. Now Corbett has it. They try to lob it inside to Peters, and it's tipped out of bounds by Dowling with 23 seconds on the shot clock. At halftime, Norwalk leading Sioux City West 41-17. Ankeny Centennial, the winner of this game, will play the winner of Ankeny Centennial, Iowa City West. Centennial 28-20 at halftime over West. Linmar of Marion, and now a basket underneath by Cedar Falls that time, Jimmy. Corbett Corbett on an inbound play using their height. Coming in the lane, they just threw threw the ball inbounds at the basket, and Corbett goes up and... In, in one motion, put the ball in, into, the, into the basket. He's got eight points. They dig it inside to Nianji. His shot up and good as he backed in Bear for the basket. Nianji's been really the only answer to the lower block play by the Maroons. Now a long three by Bear. It's no good from the top of the key. Well defended by Colin Clark. Rebound Dowling. Here's Mar- or rather Capola with it. Now over to Morrow. 41-38. Cedar Falls by three. 2.15 remaining, third quarter from the Cedar Falls High School Gym. The winner moves on to the sub-state final 
on Tuesday. The loser is done for the year. Now Marl's pass to Nyangi is thrown away. Nyangi broke for the basket, and Drew didn't hit him. Out of bounds to Cedar Falls. A little bit of miscommunication on that, as, as Drew expected. Uh, you know, I believe Nyangi to stay in that spot, and he cuts to the basket, and Drew Marl throws it to nobody on that. And turnover Maroons. Give you some other scores. We have Southeast Polk leading Roosevelt at halftime, 28-23 at the Roosevelt Gym. And Linmar Marion leading Indianola, 42-28 in Indianola. That would be a huge upset. Indianola ranked fifth. Linmar unranked at nine wins and 13 losses. We'll keep you updated as much as we can. Here it's Cedar Falls by three with the ball as Logan Roll gets in the lane. He leaves it for Bear. Layup good. Dribble penetration, set up the big guy there, and shooting and scoring is Bear. That is his 17th point. It's, the issue with the Maroons right now is away from the ball, not on the ball, and the Maroons are just not losing, they're losing their concentration on their man guarding away from the ball and allowing Cedar Falls to work their way into easy shots. And they just got to stay focused on away from the ball and play the, play the defense throughout the entire set. And they just kind of get lost and start eyes start gravitating to, to the ball, and they lose their man. And, Give up easy points. Dante Catalo into the lineup for Dowling, replacing Colin Clark. That last foul was on Logan Rowe, his second. Team foul number two on Cedar Falls. Dowling with two fouls. Runes inbound the ball to get it to Jack Odie, who's now in there for Dowling. So it's Odie, Cataldo, Capola, along with Ryan Kleppe and Andrew Nianji, the five on the floor for Dowling. Final minute and five seconds of the third quarter. 15 on the shot clock. Kleppe in the corner, guarded by Heth, who's back in there for Cedar Falls. They lob it inside to Nianji. A good head fake layup is good. He got uh, Corbett in the air, did Nianji, and he scores. Great patience by Andrew Nianji in the lane. And, you know, that three-second clock, <laughs> or seconds in the lane, goes quick. But Nianji stayed truly patient, got bare on his feet, and goes around him. And easy layup, good finish by Andrew Nianji. All right, here's Cedar Falls with the basketball. Heth with it with 34 seconds remaining, 15 on the shot clock. In the corner, Heth gets it back. Corner three, no good. Fight for the rebound, and off the, they say it went off bare. They'll be dowling basketball with 26 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The Maroons may try to hold for one shot. Bear becomes such a challenge for the Maroons on the weak side. Rebound as that ball hits off and goes weak side, and Bear's sitting there with a man on his back, man on his front. And his height really caused that ball to go out of bounds, tip off his finger, but causes a lot of challenges for the Maroons in their smaller lineup. All right, Dowling will walk the ball up the floor, trailing 43-40. 20 seconds remaining. Shot clock turned off. Here's Nianji with it. Gives it back to Sheck. Drew Marl checks back in. He's on the left baseline. The Maroons are starting to set up for maybe a corner three. Here's Sheck down the lane, a reverse layup, up and no good. Drew the foul, and he'll go to the free throw line with four seconds remaining. Fouls on Logan Roll, and that'll be his third. Nice job by Sheck. As Dowling spread the court on both corners Up there, the court, Jimmy, and they either let Sheck or uh, Coppola dribble drive. Davis to the line. He has five points tonight, first free throw good. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Dental Associates, Construction Professionals, and Ashworth Vision Clinic. Smart move by the Maroons, getting Drew Morrow out of the game with just under four seconds to protect his fouls. Second free throw, no good. Rebound, Bear. Two seconds remaining. Bear 
Throws the ball at the backboard, and it's no good at half court, and we come to the end of the third quarter with the score. Cedar Falls, 43. Dowling Catholic, 41. Back with the fourth quarter of this Class 4A sub-state final from the Cedar Falls gym here on Iowa Catholic Radio. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. He's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, like a lion. God's not dead. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. Ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Ellen Oliver Moffitt from St. Joseph's in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at the Cedar Falls gym. Mark Amadale and alongside Jimmy Cataldo made the trip up to Cedar Falls later this, late this afternoon. And 43-41, Cedar Falls leads Dowling. Maroons will have the ball first as we start the fourth quarter. As Cedar Falls outscored Dowling 14-12 in that third quarter after we were tied at 29-all at halftime. Dowling in their road maroon uniforms with... Uh, Gray trim and, and black borders. Nyanji underneath. Turns, shoots, or uh, tries to pass it out to Odie, and it's an errant pass as Jack relocated, and a turnover against Dowling, Jimmy, to start the fourth quarter. Maroons continue to sh- their hot shooting inside the three-point arc. 10 of 14 from the field, 4 of 12 from three. 13 total rebounds now through three, and then eight turnovers for Cedar Falls. A lot of their points. Well, Cedar Falls now did a back cut, and a layup is good by Cade Corbett, and Corbett now with his 10th point. The other Twin Tower, Dallas Bear, with 17 points, and it's 45-41. Cedar Falls matches their largest lead of four points here, Jimmy. So Cedar Falls 12 of 22 from the field, 5 of 18 from three, 17 rebounds, many of those on offensive rebounds in that third quarter and three turnovers. Now a backdoor court by Cataldo. His shot rims out no good. Good pass that time by DeAngi, but... Dante couldn't get it to fall. Rebound Cedar Falls. Now a steal by Kleppe. Pumps in, uh, tips in the backcourt, and it's retrieved by Cedar Falls, Anthony Galvin, and he'll get uh, put 20 on the shot clock. A lot of can contact on Dante's dribble drive, and no call. In the lane, a shot up and no good by Cedar Falls as Galvin couldn't hit it, and Nianji with the rebound. And now here's Sheck in the front court. Over to Odie. Looks inside and Yanji can't get it to him. Cedar Falls. It looks like they're man staying. Man. Well, are they man to man? And now they switch. And now here is Odie and up and under good. And he went right around the other twin tower that time. Kate Corbett and Jack Odie with his eighth point. The patience of the Maroons offense has allowed them for their dribble drives. And, you know, the thing is with the, with the Maroons is they just haven't been patient throughout the year. They find that open three-point shot and they take it. But if they're patient... Now we got a whistle and an offensive foul on Cedar Falls. Dante Cataldo had a near steal, but it went right into the hands of Cedar Falls. But away from that at half court, 
on the block there was a foul called. An illegal screen, apparently, or somebody grabbing. That's the fourth foul on Derek Woods of Cedar Falls, one of their senior guards, starters. And now we got a timeout by Cedar Falls, and let's see if this is a 30. And this will be a full timeout. We'll take it with them. Six minutes left to go, fourth quarter. Cedar Falls 45, Dowling 43 here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Have you downloaded the Iowa Catholic Radio app? It's easy through the Apple App Store on iPhone or through Google Play on Android. Search Iowa Catholic Radio and download the app. You can listen to Iowa Catholic Radio Talk or Iowa Catholic Radio Music. Listening to Iowa Catholic Radio is easy. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Jim Henshaw from St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Now we're back here at the Cedar Falls gym. Timeout called by the Cedar Falls Tigers. They have four left. Dowling has four left. Maroons have the basketball. As they go right to left in front of us, 45-43 Cedar Falls here in the fourth quarter. Maroons get the ball underneath and a foul before the shot on Cedar Falls. They're going to whistle it on Cade Corbett. That'll be his second. It'll be a non-shooting foul. And the I think the 16th foul on Cedar Falls, Jimmy. So 16 fouls. Next foul. Actually, foul number five. They have it on the board. So one more, and, and, uh, and then the Maroons will be in the bonus for the remaining part of this game. Non-shooting foul, so Dowling now works it in. And a three-pointer by Kleppe is no good. And the rebound, Jake Peters, who's back in there. And he's kind of been Dowling's menaces, nemesis. rather. Now a long three, in and out, no good by Cedar Falls Galvin. Offensive rebound, Peters put back up and no good, drew the foul. I'll tell you what, Peters has come in off the bench tonight, didn't get the start. They rotate their two starters, either Aiden Heth or Jake Peters. But, boy, has he been effective when he's been in there. But what was incredible in, in the view that we have, you can see it so plain as day is, you know, Jack Odie has great position, great position on Peters uh, for, the, for the rebound, and Peters is pushing him underneath the basket and, and doesn't get the call but gets the offensive rebound and uh, gets, a, gets the foul call on the up, up uh, uh, second uh, chance points. First free throw good by Peters. Second free throw good by Peters. He's three out of four tonight at the free throw line. He has nine points off the bench, and it's 47-43. Cedar Falls has equaled their largest lead of the night of four points. Now Dowling dribbles baseline, and Riddick Metton draws the foul, and will be on Peters, and that'll be his second, and it's a non-shooting foul out of bounds to Dowling. Crowd doesn't like it, but again, from our vantage point, is Peters uses a lot of his body to control his, his, his player on defense, and that body causes a foul most times in this game. Oh. Now Riddick met in the lane, posts up Peters, and he didn't finish the shot. He put it up. It's no good. Rebound Cedar Falls. They lead by four. Underneath Peters, layup is good. So he gets behind the defense in transition, 
and he has 11 points, does Jake Peters. Shots become so critically important. You have to have good shots, and Riddick takes a shot and, and, and really changes the way he, his trajectory goes to the basket. doesn't come anywhere close to the basket. Then on the transition, Peters finds an open layup. It's become so critical, and I think that's what Coach Stilking's talking about is, is you know, when we shoot that ball, we got to make really good sure that we're taking great shots. And then on the defensive side, we got to make sure we're blocking out and not or limiting Cedar Falls on second-chance points. Reminder, we'll be at the Girls' State Basketball Tournament Monday afternoon. We'll go on the air at 3 o'clock. Scott Babinat and I, uh, Dowling takes on Davenport North. The Maroons seated fourth, Davenport North seated fifth, and that'll be the final game of the four Class 5A games uh, that are being held on Monday. The first one, gets, uh, they tip off at uh, 10 o'clock. It's uh, Johnson and Southeast Polk, followed by Waterloo West and Anki Centennial. The third game is Pleasant Valley and West Des Moines Valley at 1.30, and then Dowling and Davenport North will be on the air at 3 o'clock and give you an update on that. And, of course, the winners tonight advance to Tuesday night here in the boys' substate, and the winner of this game will take on the winner of Ankeny Centennial and Iowa City West. We'll get an update there. 49-43, Cedar Falls by six. This is their largest lead of the night. Dowling with the ball out of the timeout. 49-43, Tigers. 15 on the shot clock. Here's Clark underneath. Turns and shoots off the glass. It's no good. Cold shooting now by Dowling. Corbett, the 6'8 junior with the rebound for Cedar Falls. Yeah, good movement by the Maroons offensively. Working really hard to get good shots. And you know, Colin comes up a little bit long on the shot. And got to really focus down six to get good defensive stops here. All right, here's Peters underneath. Kicks it out to Galvin. Fakes the three. Dribble drives inside. His shot up and good. Kept his balance and score did Anthony Galvin, and that is his seventh point. And it's 51-43, eight-point lead now for Cedar Falls, and four minutes left to go. Moon's got work to do. Underneath the Met and gets a guy in the air, and a shot up and leaves it short. Rebound, Cedar Falls. Bear with the rebound. To Heth, inside to Peters, and he draws the foul, and he'll shoot two. You see that out of Riddick so often. Throughout the season, his frustration on the offensive end really transpires down on the defensive end, and, and Riddick thinks he and he knows he's, he, he should have converted on that shot and then works back down and doesn't get position on Peters, which is doing a great job in the second half as Peters. Fourth, foul. fourth foul on Riddick Metten for Dowling. So Metten with four fouls, three fouls for Drew Morrow. Cedar Falls is Derek Woods with four fouls. And three for Logan Rowe. First free throw no good by Peters. It's only his second miss of the night. He's got 11 points. The left-hander eyes the bucket. And the second free throw no good. Offensive rebound, Corbett. And the ball is tipped out of bounds off of of Dowling as they give up an offensive rebound off a missed free throw, Jimmy. Another offensive rebound by Cedar Falls. And and that has to be out of 17. My goodness, they got to have... Probably eight offensive rebounds. Now we got traveling on Peters. He uh, wanted a dribble handoff to Galvin at the top of the key, and he traveled. It'll be Dowling basketball. Maroons need points in a hurry, trailing by eight. With 3.40 left to go here in the fourth quarter from Cedar Falls High School. Dowling with four team fouls. They got a few fouls to burn, and now a long three up and missing everything out of bounds is Joey Capola. It'll be Cedar Falls basketball. The Tigers have 16 fouls. Dowling has four. 
Tigers with four timeouts remaining, Dowling with three, and now the Maroons will full court press here, Jimmy. Well, they got they got to press the issue right now with being down eight, and really you're playing for your lives right now with three and a half minutes to go in the game, down eight. So the Maroons are going to full court press and hope to draw some turnovers. One, two, two, full court press, and Tigers get it barely over the timeline. Now a three-pointer, it's no good by uh, Bear on the right baseline, out of bounds to Dowling. I'll tell you, they got that over the timeline as the clock yeah. went to 25, and uh, Maroons almost had a turnover. Nonetheless, we play on. Dowling with the ball off the missed Cedar Falls shot. 3-10 to play. Odie fakes the three. Dribble drives in the baseline, left side. Can't get off a shot. Morrow with it. Drew, step back. Now it's swinging around to Odie. Tries to drive against Bear. Can't do it. They reverse the right side. Morrow for three. It's no good. And the rebound, Bear and Cedar Falls. Lead pass in the front court to Galvin. Galvin will launch the three. It's up and good right in front of the Cedar Falls bench. Anthony Galvin with his 10th point. And the Tigers are now lead by 11. And this will be a full timeout. We'll take it with them. Two minutes, 44 seconds left to play here in the fourth quarter. Cedar Falls 54, Dowling 43 here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a Young Catholic Minute. How can I know the Bible is true? There was once this really smart guy named St. Augustine of Hippo. That's right, Hippo. He said, I would not believe the gospel if the authority of the Catholic Church did not move me to do so. He learned that the Bible was true in the same way that we learn most things. Someone he trusted told him. Most people have not split an atom. No one alive saw the Battle of Thermopylae nor has ever set foot on the 16 moons of Jupiter. But we believe in these because someone who knows better than us has told us about them. St. Augustine knew that the Catholic Church was founded on the apostles who had died horrible deaths rather than deny that their friend Jesus Christ was God, risen from the dead and present in the Eucharist. And that living witness made him believe, as it did for the Gentiles, for every Christian in history, and it will do the same for you. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And we're back here at Cedar Falls High School. Mark Amadale alongside Jimmy Cataldo tonight. Class 4A boys. Substate semifinal. Cedar Falls leading Dowling 54-43. Dowling down down to two timeouts. Maroons have the basketball. Here's Clark with it. Gets it to Sheck. He wasn't ready for the pass, and it goes... Out of bounds into the Dowling bench down there. 2.30 remaining, and the Maroons trail by 11. This is Cedar Falls' largest lead of the night after we were tied at halftime at 29. 29, and then the you know, Maroons held it tight going into the fourth quarter. It's just, you know, as, as we mentioned, the break, I, you know, they're finding a lineup that just is not producing anything on the scoreboard, and so you got to find, you know, this late in the season, you got to know those five guys that are going to give you a spark offensively, and the Maroons are just not finding that in the group that they have on the court. All right, Corbett has it as the Tigers are going to wind the shot clock down at the free throw line as Peters with it. Dribble handoff goes to Corbett. Underneath, layup with the left hand, no good. Offense or defensive rebound by Metney drew the foul, and I think they're going to get uh, Peters for the foul. And if so, that'll be his third on Cedar Falls. Yep. So Jake Peters picks up his third. Football recruit going to Indiana State. Offensive lineman for the Cedar Falls Tigers and head coach Remmert. 
204 to go in the fourth quarter. 54-43. Now a one and one in effect for Dowling. That's a 17 foul for Cedar Falls. Metten at the line. He has two points tonight. This is his first free throw attempt. Riddick eyes the bucket. Free throw no good. Rebound Cedar Falls and Corbett. Nothing's going into the basket at the worst time of the game for the Maroons at this point. Bad time to come up empty. And now Cedar Falls has a ball slapped away into the hands of Peters. He goes under, and his shot is blocked underneath by Metten. Saves it from going out of bounds. It'll be Dowling basketball. And you can hear the Cedar Falls student body over there not liking that call, and neither did uh, head coach Ryan Schultz of the Tigers. I think probably missed one there, I would I would say, to keep it fair balance. It, you know, Riddick got a lot of body, a lot of hand on it. Uh, shot. Here's Drew Morrow for three, and it's good. A little dribble handoff to Drew, and he shoots and scores. That is his eighth point. That's his first basket of the second half, and now Tigers get the ball in the front court, and they draw the foul. Foul on Chuck. Davis will pick up his first foul. That'll be the 15 fouls. Some runes have a couple fouls to give. And the Tigers are inbounds right in front of the Dowling bench. They get it into Dallas Bear. The 6'8 senior going to Augustana. They lob it inside and they flush it down by Cade Corbett. One 6'8 guy to the other, and Corbett with his 12 point. Yeah, just went up and over the defense and drew Morrow for another three. Timeout Dowling. Morrow for three in the corner. And for Drew, that is his 11th point, and it's 56-49. Cedar Falls by seven with under two minutes to play. Mark Hamadale, Jimmy Cataldo will keep it here. I want to thank our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Skeffington's Formal Wear, Mercy One, and Catholic Tuition Organization. And Coach Cataldo, it's uh, it's crunch time now. We need You need you, scoring you put, out there. you got to find your quickest and, and best defenders to go in the game right now because – you're going to look to try to create a turnover or a steal early in the possession. If you don't get it, you got to foul immediately. Uh, you with the Maroons down seven. They have two fouls to give before Cedar Falls gets into the bonus, so they can take some chances on on uh, on some of these passes. And they they still just have some some quick defending Maroons that are sitting on the bench right now. And you look out there, and Met- Metten has four fouls. Uh, Drew Morrow has four fouls. These are kids that just cannot foul, and the Maroons are going to have to foul at this point in the game. Full court press by Dowling, and now they lob it over the top, and catching it at half court is Anthony Galvin. He draws the foul. So it'll be foul number six. You look at, at uh, Cedar Falls and, and Woods. Colin, this, Colin Clark, this first foul, Jimmy, you're right. It's foul number six. Is a 60% shooter, and, and Peters is a 45% shooter. So those are the two guys you want to try to get the ball into their hands and foul, and it's certainly not – that individual as Dallas Bear is an 81% free throw shooter. And he's going to the line for one and one. And Drew Morrow picks up the foul. That is his fourth. One minute and 11 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Cedar falls by seven. And free throws coming from their leading free throw shooter, Dallas Bear. 81% on the year leads the team. He has 17 points tonight. And his first free throw, good. He was one for two at the free throw line in the first half. That's his first attempt here in the second half. 57-49, Cedar Falls. Substitution, they'll take Jake Peters out, the 6'4 junior. Offensive lineman, he checks out. Checking back in will be Logan Rolls, 6'1 junior. Peters has just played just a tremendously tough game. Yes, he has. For the, for the Tigers. And 
His, his ability to handle the boards has really kept second free Bay. Good by Bear. He's got 19 points. Now a long three by Marl at the top of the key. No good. Rebound Corbett. Outlet pass to Bear. Minute to play. It's 58-49 Cedar Falls. Dowling's got a foul. Bear picks up his dribble. Gets it to Rowe. Back to Bear. And we got a whistle and a reach-in foul on Dowling. That'll be the 17th foul on the Maroons. And free throws coming for Bear. And I believe Drew Morrow has just fouled out. Let's see. We got him for four. I got him for five. Okay. Must have, uh, you know, the foul previous must not have been on, on, on Drew Morrow. And I shame on me for not seeing which one they put it on. Okay, Bears first free throw good, one and one. He's now made four in a row after going one for two in the first half. Bear with 20 points. Metten will check out. Jack Odie will check in. So it'll be Odie, Coppola, Morrow, Kleppe, and Sheck, the five on the floor for Dowling, with 50 seconds remaining, and Cedar Falls by 10. Second free throw by Bear, good. 21 points for Dallas Bear. The Augustana, South Dakota recruit. Coppola underneath, and his shot up and good. He went right around Logan Rowe for the basket. Joey Coppola with his sixth point. And we'll keep it here with 44 seconds to play. A timeout on the floor. It's 60-51. to 51. Cedar Falls by nine. Mark Hamadale, Jimmy Cataldo, Brian Sweeney back at our Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in Des Moines. Cedar Falls High School. And boy, it's, unless something changes here, the final minute. Yeah of the the contest here in the fourth quarter. And uh, Dowling was with them. Jimmy, they, they were tied at 29 at halftime. The Runes took a three-point lead in the second half, but it's uh, the size of Cedar Falls. And, and then go cold shooting. You can't be cold. Uh, and it, you had that small window yeah. of success, and the Runes have yeah. uh, got to stay within it. Some of the habits that uh, that the you know, Runes staff, who's, who's done a great job tonight, or, you know, tonight in this season, Came back to bite them in the fourth quarter. You know, they, they, they stuck with the lineup with about six minutes to go. They go with the lineup that really didn't produce much offensively. You know, nothing, not to knock the kid. They, they just they just didn't hit anything. And you just got to continue to find those kids in a rotation that's going to provide a spark for you on, on, on the court. And in that four-minute span, you know, six minutes down to two, really just didn't get that out of that five group on the, on the court. 44 seconds remaining. Cedar Falls will inbound the ball. Dowling out of timeouts, and now the Tigers want a timeout. They can't get the ball in. They did that uh, kind of the relay race where everybody starts on the baseline, and yeah. you have four different lanes spread across, and uh, Maroons had that well defended. So timeout, Cedar Falls. Again, 44 seconds remaining, and uh, the Tigers lead by nine. And we look at some of the other, the winner of this game is we'll get some of the scores. At least we'll try to get the scores in our post-game show, folks. Uh, Iowa City, or check that, uh, Iowa City West at Centennial. The winner of Dowling Cedar Falls will play that winner Tuesday night. And again, that'll be sites to be determined, which they haven't done. I just looked from the website earlier, and nobody has a, <laughs> a neutral site established. So I'm sure that'll all come out tonight and tomorrow of where all these teams that are playing tonight. All eight substakes. So 16 games being played in Class 4A tonight, and here's one of them. Dowling and Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls by nine. And uh, unfortunately, things don't change. The Maroons have got to find a way to get a couple steals and some things to go their way. Reminder, we'll be on the air Monday afternoon with the Girls' State Tournament. 
at downtown Des Moines, Wells Fargo Arena. 3 o'clock, we'll on the air with our pregame show. Scott Babin and I will join you as Dowling and Sioux City North, or Dowling and Davenport North, the number four seed versus number five. Jimmy. No, it's a tight games. Uh, Linmar down one, 10 seconds to go. At Indianola. At Indianola, and wow. so that's going to be interesting to hear what that final is. Runs with the foul in the backcourt. Stops the clock with 42 seconds to go, and Drew Morrow has just fouled out. Now he knows that he's over there by Coach Steel King, and Drew may have wrapped up his basketball career tonight. He finished the game with 11 points, had five at halftime, and six here in the fourth quarter. He'll fall out with 42 seconds remaining. And free throws coming for Anthony Galvin, who has 10 points for Cedar Falls. First one up and good. He has 11. Any other scores you have there, Jimmy? Just looking at uh, you know, Valley, West Moines Valley comes away with the win. Cedar Rapids Kennedy comes around with the win. Dubuque Sr. comes away with the win. Second free throw good by Galvin. He's got 12 points. Dowling with the ball, 62-51. Cedar Falls by 11. Here's Kleppe with it. Dribble drives in the lane. Layup is good. 30 seconds remaining, and Ryan Kleppe with his 10th point. 62-53. Steal in the backcourt by Kleppe. Launches the three. It's good. Kleppe for three. Run still hanging around. Kleppe with 13 points. Timeout, Cedar Falls. So Ryan Kleppe with 13 points tonight. Drew Morrow followed out with 11 points. So, and mentioned those scores, so, so, so I'll put them down on our sheet here. I got one for you. I, I just because I just it's incredible to me. I get what's that? I get uh, a text that the entire Des Moines Lincoln student section has been ejected from the from the arena against uh, against Waukee Northwest at Waukee Northwest High School. That's not good. The entire student section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, yeah, you got to keep your cool. We saw that a couple games at Dowling here, the girls regional. Yeah final and uh dowling boys on monday night uh, first round we saw some fans have some issues so i, I, I thought care of that i thought the moine lincoln student section when when we were playing there dowling's right. playing there i thought they were fantastic different group tonight, really apparently. engaged in the game and so it's curious to see what what happened there 62 56 13 seconds to go cedar falls inbounds the ball and a foul in the backcourt they get it into anthony galvin a 79 percent free throw shooter Fouls on Davis Sheck, his second. And free throws coming for Galvin. So if you had run by some of those final scores, I'll mark them in the sheet. No, I don't, I don't you, have you got to find them now. Have, i got to find those scores. I know who won. <laughs> we had Tom Donahue doing this the other night, and I'll tell you. Well, of course. That, that, was, I mean, that was awesome. For the, women, for, 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 the, for the girls, you guys always have a stat person. Uh, no, he uh, did it. He, had one. he was it. Tom Donahue is a tremendously great person. You and Scott Babinett do a great job with the stats. You're on your own. Second free throw, good. Galvin with 14 points, makes them both. 64-56, Dowling with a long three, it's no good. Rebound, Jake Peters is back in there. Three seconds, and that'll do it. Dowling will concede. 64-56, the final. As Cedar Falls has eliminated Dowling. In this boys' contest here at Cedar Falls High School, congratulations to head coach Ryan Schultz in his 10th year at Cedar Falls High. 
with the win, and they advance to play the winner of Ankeny Centennial and Iowa City West. And we'll get a score update, uh, I'm sure, here pretty soon, Jimmy. I, I think it looks to be Centennial. I, I think Iowa City's making it a little bit tighter game. I think down, down 10, uh, but uh, Centennial's you know, holding off Iowa City West, so it's likely that Cedar Falls will travel down to. Well, no, it's 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 a it's a it's a neutral side. Neutral side. So I, I I stand corrected, but. You look at the uh, this final game, and you focus on this Maroon team coming, their season coming to an end. And you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is are, are these seniors and the seniors playing their last game uh, in a Dowling, uh, you know, jersey, and they, they fought to the bitter end. And so you got to give shout outs to these, you know, seniors and Davis Sheck, Drew Morrow, Jack Odie, Colin Clark, uh, Andrew Niangi course uh then you have some some of the kids that uh are some of the unsung heroes and, and danny nielsen who's stuck out this in, in, entire season not getting just a ton of playing time but he stuck out there and, and and gave you know his his teammates great looks and practice and things like that so as this you know thing starts to digest a little bit the, the first thing that comes to my mind is is everything that senior group put into this athletic department in this basketball program and you got to applaud those kids for that cedar falls outscoring dowling 21 15 to break it open here in the fourth quarter and the uh, tigers win at 64 56 over dowling catholic the bruins conclude their season with a record of 10 wins and 13 losses and cedar falls will move on to tuesday night for the sub-state final and we believe it'll be against ankeny centennial pinning their final score the centennial was leading iowa city west late in the fourth quarter and that'll be the site to be determined. I'd like to throw out Marshalltown. Might be a kind of a neutral site or Ames. We'll see. But, again, we're going to take a two-minute break. Brian Sweeney on a Friday night on the first fish fry of the year. And I don't like missing those, the folks that know me very well. Uh, first fish fry of the night. And uh, Brian Sweeney's sitting in. Uh, we appreciate Brian sitting in here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Final score, Cedar Falls 64, Dowling Catholic 56. Tigers are now won three in a row, and they improved their record to 16 wins and five losses. Dowling season concludes with a record of 10 wins and 13 losses. We'll return. We'll take a two-minute break, Brian, if you will, two minutes, and we'll total up our scoring and statistics and bring you final comments here from Cedar Falls High School. Again, the final, Cedar Falls 64, Dowling 56 in boys' Class 4A sub-state basketball, and we'll return for the postgame show in two minutes here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Iowa Catholic Radio is now available on your smart speaker. Step one, say, Alexa, enable the Iowa Catholic Radio skill. Or enable it through your Alexa app. Step two, say, Alexa, open Iowa Catholic Radio. Now enjoy listening to Iowa Catholic Radio through your smart speaker. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Father Thomas Loya from Light of the East. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, 
Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham from Iowa Catholic Radio with another testimonial, this time from Whitney, who says, When I started listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, I started hearing about all of the different resources. It was amazing, and it opened up the state and the community. For Whitney and so many others, Iowa Catholic Radio is truly a lifeline. Our on-air fundraiser starts February 27th, but you don't have to wait to give. Donate now at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. And welcome back to Cedar Falls High School as we move to our post-game show following Cedar Falls victory over Dowling Catholic in the boys class 4A semifinals as Dowling season comes to a close it was 64-56 Cedar Falls 8th ranked in class 4A defeating Dowling Catholic the Maroons conclude their season with a record of 10 wins 13 losses and Cedar Falls advances to the sub-state final on Tuesday night they will play Ankeny Centennial Centennial tonight a win at home over Iowa City West 57 to 52 and that game will be played at a neutral site and those will be probably announced later tonight or early tomorrow uh, by the Iowa High School Athletic Association. The Cedar Falls Tigers have won their third in a row. They'll take on Ankeny Centennial with, and they'll bring a 16-5 and record to the contest. Let's take a look at the scoring in tonight's game. Jimmy Cataldo joining me on the postgame show. This is Mark Hamadale as we will uh, give you the scoring first and then the statistics second and we'll start with the home team, the Cedar Falls Tigers. They were Led by four players in, tri- in double figures. Led by Dallas Bear with 21 points. Bear tonight went 5 of 6 at the free throw line for his 21 points. Hit a three three-pointers along the way. Next up was Anthony Galvin, the six-foot senior for Cedar Falls. Had 14 points. And he was 4 for 4 in the fourth quarter at the free throw line. 12 points for Cade Corbett, the other 6'8 post player. As he had all six of his field goals from two-point range in the game. Off the bench, Jake Peters, he started the second half but came off the bench in the first half. He finished with 11 points, did the Indiana State football recruit. He'll play on the offensive line at Indiana State. And then rounding out scoring for Cedar Falls, Derek Woods with four points and Logan Rowe off the bench with two points. Aiden Heth, who started at guard for Cedar Falls, did not score tonight. For Dowling Catholic, the Maroons were led by Ryan Kleppe, who did not start but came off the bench with 13 points. He was followed by Drew Morrow with 11 points. Drew falling out with uh, 42 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. And he had three three three-pointers and one two-pointer for his 11 points. Running out scoring for Dowling Catholic, eight points for Jack Odie. had six of his eight points in the first half. Six points each for Davis Sheck and Joey Coppola. Andrew Nianji off the bench with four points and two points each for Dante Cattado and Riddick Metten. Dowling tonight went 9 of 12 at the free throw line. Cedar Falls went 14 of 18 at the free throw line in the contest. And uh, Jimmy, are you ready for, I know you're doing some double duty with scores and that, and I'll 
let you take over the Certainly. final statistics tonight between Dowling and Cedar Falls. So the Maroons uh, go 13 of 21 from the field for 61%, 7 of 20 from 3 for 35%, 14 total rebounds. Just had a tough time on the board on the boards, and that was one of the keys that you really had to look to the to the Maroons. That they had to do a great job on the boards, especially with the size that that Cedar Falls posed tonight. But 14 total rebounds for the Maroons and nine turnovers for. The winner, Cedar Falls Tigers, they went 16 of 29 from the field, 55%. 6 of 21 from 3, 28%. 27 total rebounds, many, many of those coming off the on, on the offensive side of the board. And then uh, I have them for seven total uh, turnovers. So you know, some of the keys that we looked at tonight is, is was, you know, the Maroons had to find some confidence in the three-point shooting. They had to knock down some shots. They were, you know, surprisingly to me, they were able to get to the basket. You know, as, as the offensive set progressed, as long as they stayed patient, they found those, those seams to the basket and they attacked the basket. They just did not have the patience as the offensive sets went on. They settled for three-point shots, which oftentimes you saw this team do. And, uh, you know, they go 7 of 20 from the three-point. We, we, we talked that they, they had to be hot from the three-point arc, and they just weren't. And then the other key to is, is, was, was the, the, uh, the rebounding, is that the Maroons had to do a good job of blocking out the bigger uh, group of Cedar Falls. And I thought the Maroons did a fairly well job in the first half. It's just it, there was a spurt in that second half where, oh, my goodness, it, it was, uh, it was uh, Peters, Jake Peters, on the boards, getting offensive rebounds, putbacks, getting his own rebounds, putbacks, and and just the Maroons just had no answer for for him on on, on the block, and so they get out rebounded, and uh, according to my stats, by 13 on the game, and many of those 27 rebounds uh, accumulated to second chance points, which Cedar Falls converted on. Well, it's a, a bittersweet end because the Dowling seniors have played their last game. That includes Colin Clark, Andrew Morrow, Andrew Nyangi. And uh, Danny Morrow, Nielsen, sorry. yeah, Andrew Nianji, Jack Odie, Davis Sheck, and, of course, the manager, Matt Dietrich, all playing and involved with their uh, final game. Of course, that's what happens in the postseason. Uh, you, you, you win and survive, and you lose, and uh, you go home, and your season's over, and that's what happened yeah. tonight. And, you know, it's fun watching these guys throughout the year progress. They've had some highs. they had some lows. Uh, I think, the, you know, the, the game, the win at Ankeny Centennial uh, was one of the highs, and uh, I think the win at home, at over Ankeny was another one. They had a couple of highs, but uh, you know, competing in the, in the conference that they did, the CIML, very tough. You know, the win over Iowa City West on that Saturday on afternoon. Saturday, well, yep. That was that that was a big win for this group, and so you know, you, you saw the group that was coming in, and and, and you you, you kind of have an understanding of what kind of team you had. And as Coach Thiel King talked about it, is that this team was hoping he'd hoped to progressively get better as the season went on. They knew that they were going to be a little bit undersized. He thought he had a, a decent shooting team. He had a, a team that uh, believed in themselves. They worked together, and, uh, you know, that's what, what, what he believed he had. And as the season grinded on and, and, you know, some of these losses and some of the bad losses piled on, it, it, it's hard to lose, lose your team and your leadership. But, you know, you, you, you give it to the Maroons. They were in a, in, in a situation early in the season, if you remember, where the first – Eight games were on the road. I believe the first eight games were on the road. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and they stuck together. They, 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 they had some some monumental wins for this team, as you mentioned, Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial and beating Johnston the way they did. And that, that, that that's normally a perennial powerhouse in Johnston. Beating them twice. Twice. Yeah. And the Iowa City West. So, you know, the, this was a team that, that I, I think Coach Thiel King, Nahas, and, and Nicholson believed could compete. And, and you get them hot, 
And on a game like tonight, I think deep down they thought they had a chance, and, and, and I thought you know they had a chance. And you look at the halftime, and, it, it, and it's tied, and you're exactly where you wanted to be. And as you mentioned so often throughout the year is that the margin of error for this team was so small that that those errors accumulated in that third quarter where they gave up rebounds and second half or second chance points and then Dallas Bear hitting a couple threes the way he did and just things started to fall apart in that third quarter and they got to a a deficit that they just couldn't overcome and you know Drew Morrow hit some good three-point shots in 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 that fourth quarter so you know he went out on 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 a high note and you you feel great for for him and, and hopefully his future is bright in the basketball uh, uh, you know, arena that he wants to play in, and and you see what happens. But uh, you know, it's it's been fun and it's been frustrating watching this team play throughout sure. the year, to be honest. But uh, nothing to take away from these kids and this coaching staff, because I've known these these young men for a long time, and I've known this coaching staff. These are great kids, great people that only want to do well on the floor and for their school. Well, we mentioned the seniors, but the, the juniors that contributed this year, which will be looked upon next year, include Joey Coppola, Ryan Kleppy. And uh, Riddick Met, and those are uh, three you can start with. Your son coming off the bench, uh, Nick Frerick's in there, and uh, you, you see the development those sophomores that uh, Coach Sarcone and uh, Coach Dreckman had this year. See how they're going to contribute, and then get a you know young man who you know from football, uh, the Broderick kid had a ACL injury, sat That's out. Right. He would have been the junior helping inside, and the Maroons at times didn't have much for post presence inside. Uh, Andrew Nianji probably the only. Uh, you know the size in there, Andrew. At six five, it, you're going to get some of the teams we saw six seven, six eight guards, which was the case tonight because uh, uh, Bear plays outside as a guard. And he was six eight, so uh, you need to have a little bit of length. But uh, you know, you'll see what happens to developmental over the years. And of course, some of these kids are out for uh, other sports, including track, baseball, which are all coming up in soccer. So, uh, but we wish the seniors well and what a year they've had and uh, how they competed and uh, finishing with the record of 10 and 13 in the one of the toughest conferences around the CIML and having to face some of those top 10 teams twice in within the year. Uh, that says a lot about their character and how they competed, Jimmy. That's, a, that's right, and, and, and oftentimes you're, you're outmatched in size and, you know, the way the, these kids fought and the way they played and, and how hard they played, and that's, that's the entire team. The, 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 the senior class, of course, we want to celebrate those kids, but you look at this, at this junior class, and, and you had mentioned just a few names, and, and you bring up a, a young man that we haven't had a chance to talk about just because of his injury is, is, uh, is, is, uh, is Broderick, and, and I think Broderick will bring some size and some strength uh, to, to this team next year, and he's, he's been out with an ACL, but, but certainly this junior class has some talent coming back, and uh, you know, they're just going to have to you know, get in the gym and you know, they've always said, and I think the coaching staff says quite often, you know, it's great. You, we want you to be multi-sport athletes. But that also includes having a basketball in your hand, right. you, know, th- you know, whenever you can. And, and that's stressed so greatly uh, with this coaching staff. And they do everything ca- they can to accommodate multiple sports, but also trying to get these kids in the gym with a basketball in their hands. Jimmy, as we wrap up, we're going to go through some of the scores that we have. But uh, thank you. And, of course, Scott Babnett will join me on Monday as the Dowling girls head to the state tournament for their uh, mashups uh, Monday afternoon. We'll be on the air at 3 o'clock with our pregame. Dowling and Davenport North, that's a 4-5 game. And uh, I appreciate the work you and Scott Babnett have done 
multitasking with the statistics tonight as we get post in the postseason. Now we get the scores thrown in there. And unless you've got an intern or somebody that you can draft to come up here, we'd love that. But uh, we got to do a lot of multitasking. Yeah. Thank you. It, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you, you gave me the opportunity to watch it from this vantage point. As, you know, I did the girls last year, but to do the boys and, and uh, you know, to get this vantage point and, and to have your son out there and, and you know, awesome. you understand the, you, know, you can't you, – you can't talk, but uh, you, you see some things that we talk about when, when, when he comes home, and, you know, we just want him to grow. But uh, with all these kids, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to spend this time up here with you. You bet. And happy birthday to your wife. I know you haven't said That's it, but right. I have. My and goodness, you, my, my wife. You have a few hours to get a gift. You can shop in Cedar Falls and Waterloo if you'd like. My wife is 49 plus 1. and uh, Oh, even and come out with it. That's right. And, oh, my goodness. So, it, 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 well, <laughs> Jenny, that was your husband that said that. I would never do that to uh, a young lady on the air, ever. <laughs> so, goodness. you're right. Happy birthday to her. And Absolutely. Trying to celebrate as we can and probably go back to Des Moines and enjoy it then. Yeah, the Bay House is waving. I, I'm, uh, I got, my ride is. They uh, want you on the ball. Well, understand yeah. they got a bunch of pizza, and <laughs> yeah. y- you better know that by the time you get on the bus, if you have any hunger, you hope to gosh you brought a candy bar because <laughs> you're not getting much. I got granola bars packed away. Hey, yeah. a special shout out to uh, Andy Jepson and his wife Krista. They packed all the lunches for the kids to come up here and uh, at, at smoothies on the way up. They don't get that in the football team. Yeah, I wonder why you said I wanted to ride you you wanted to ride the bus. I thought, boy, that's kind of bizarre and then I understand you got a lunch, a smoothie that's and you're right. getting pizza and well, I look forward to that. Andy Jepson right below us, uh, he and his wife they do did a, a great, great job, job uh, yeah. doing that helping uh, the junior parents and Krista, you're one of the junior parents and I didn't see you doing that at all this year. So thanks for the Jepsons and others. Hey, I just and want your you wife, to know. Jenny, I want you to know that Jenny. you know I, I come financially to help this, but Krista <laughs> Jepson does a fantastic job organizing. But I want you to be an underwear that I think I bought you your smoothie today. So you're welcome, yeah. and, and you owe me one. I appreciate that, Mr. Cataldo. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Jimmy Cataldo, my broadcast partner. That'll wrap up our broadcast here. Our thanks to uh, Brian Sweeney, our studio producer. And I'm going to give you the scores as I have them. We know that Cedar Falls with the win tonight over Dowling, 64-56. Cedar Falls will play Ankeny Centennial at a site to be determined on Tuesday night. So congratulations to both Centennial and head coach Bob Fontana and Cedar Falls and head coach Ryan Schultz. Other games we have, other scores we have, uh, it, was Mus- it was Dubuque Senior leading Muscatine 78-38. Uh, Pleasant Valley, a 59-42 win over Bettendorf. That was sub-state three. Linmar and Indianola went down to the wire. Did we ever get a final on that? Uh, Indianola losing by one. Okay. So the uh, the team that uh, that was that was kind of a surprise with Indianola going down. They were the fifth-seeded team. They were 19-2. Linmar at 9-13 with the, the win. Uh, 65-64, the final there. Linmar over Mar- Lamar of Marion over Indianola. Uh, other games had, it was Ames defeating Ankeny, 72-51. Ames and, and Linmar will meet. Waukee Northwest defeating Lincoln, 94-67. A last report, Southeast Polk was leading Roosevelt. We haven't got a final on that. And it was Urbandale and Waukee, and it was Waukee, 60-43 over Urbandale. And uh, no report in Dallas Center Grimes, Council Bluffs, Lincoln. So those are some of the scores. We're going to wrap things up, or I'm going to miss the, my ride home. Otherwise, i got to uh, start hitching a ride down Highway 20. Uh, our thanks to 
all our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Mercy One, Catholic Tuition Organization, and Skeffington's Formal Wear. And our thanks to the folks here at Cedar Falls, Ryan Schultz, their head boys basketball coach, athletic director Troy Becker, and Lindsey Spears and Rafael Benitez on site tonight, the assistant principals, as Mr. Becker was away. Our next broadcast will be this Monday afternoon, Monday, February 27th. It'll be Dowling Girls, the Girls State Basketball Tournament. Fifth seeded Davenport North taking on fourth seeded Dowling. Pre-game at 3 o'clock, tip-off 315 from Wells Fargo Arena. Join Scott Babinat and me for the broadcast Monday afternoon right here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. For Brian Sweeney and Jimmy Cattato, I'm Mark Amadell. Final score for the final time. It was Cedar Falls concluding, ending Dowling season. Cedar Falls 64, Dowling 56, the final here at Cedar Falls High School. The Maroons conclude their their season with a record of 10 and 13. And Cedar Falls advances to play Centennial on Tuesday with a record of 16 and 5. And for everybody involved, from all of us here at Iowa Catholic Radio, have a safe and blessed, faith-filled evening. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formalware. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.